Hello and welcome to FITV's News Roundup for this week. I'm Johnny Burke. And I'm Oliver Thompson. Coming up on this week's News Roundup. Issues at Bryce Norton, Samaritan's Day and old change at the South Georgia government. The runway at Bryce Norton has been damaged due to the extreme heat the UK has been facing in the past week. The delayed air bridge for Monday will now fly from Stansted Airport. An RAF spokesperson told Forces.net that routine repair work has been affected by the heat, meaning the runway will be closed whilst rectification is completed. Discussions are taking place on how to fix the runway at Bryce, but it is unconfirmed how long the repairs will take. With Reservoir Road being closed for a new power equipment to be installed at the KEMH, we caught up with MLA Ian Hansen, who holds the portfolio for health, for an update on the building work at the hospital. Well, it's, it's, as it, uh, we've said before, it is ongoing and it'll be ongoing for quite some time. In fact, it's uh, quite problematic at times with, uh, with the work that the, the engineers and PWD are doing and also trying to keep patients happy and, and, the, and the nurses and doctors doing their job. So I believe at the moment on Thursdays there's no work done at all so that the hospital can operate what it has to do in those days. Uh, and then they're just trying to work around the rest of it. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite a challenge, to be honest. And I think it's, it's really great credit to both the engineers, the, the workers in there, and the hospital staff that they're managing to work around it. It's very difficult. Is it still going as planned? Yes, pretty much. I mean, there's the odd slippage here and there, but it's pretty much the same sort of plans for the, you know, getting things in. But of course, as they delve into the building more, there's always a chance they'll find something else that, that, is, that needs addressing, so there, there will be some slippage, I'm sure. Plans to build a new wool warehouse for the whole Falklands wool producer community have moved on to their next stage, as a deadline for expressions of interest to manage and operate the facility was reached on Friday the 23rd of July. Funding for a proposal from FIDC to construct a new purpose-built facility was approved by Executive Council in April this year. Funds will be used to construct a new 2,000 metre square warehouse, replacing the current facility located at Fire Pass. Attend a board including representatives from FIDC and the Department of Agriculture will now meet at the end of this month to consider responses. The successful applicant will work with the Development Corporation to finalise the design of the new warehouse, as well as agreeing the terms of the lease and the user's method of contributing to the capital cost of the project. The plots of land at Bennett's Paddock will be available for higher costs than those on Sapper Hill. For a medium-sized plot, there will be around a 3% rise in the total cost for a new property for a first-time buyer. FIG decided to subsidise the original cost for the land so that these increases were reduced, in addition to the first-time buyer subsidy being applicable for those eligible. The housing strategy, which is currently being worked on, will put forward a number of proposals to address the affordability of home ownership for lower-income residents. On Tuesday, the Commissioner for South Georgia and South Sandwich Islands, His Excellency Nigel Phillips, hosted a special reception to thank the outgoing Chief Executive Helen Havercroft and welcome her successor, Laura Sinclair Willis. At the reception, we caught up with both. 
It's absolutely flown by. I can't quite believe standing here that it's three years since I stood here with James and did very similar introductions to me and met people, fresh faces that I never thought that I'd see again. And then actually they became everyday occurrences in my life because the community here is small, it's very friendly, um, and it's just whiz by, absolutely whiz by. The, the really key thing is turning what is a, um, an ambition really into tangible outputs that people can can latch onto, can understand, we can replicate and share. Um, we, we want to be a, an example of best practice in all sorts of areas. So any of those examples that we can take um, to other jurisdictions, we, we would love to do that. And we would love to talk about what we do more. Um, and I think that challenge is going to be big and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been privileged that Sir David Attenborough narrated our new visitor's guide. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's brilliant. It really is good. But it gives a really inspiring message. And it's one that I think for all of us, when we first saw it, we were a bit choked up, actually, because Sir David described South Georgia as a rare thing, an ecosystem in recovery. Maintaining that pathway is something that we're all absolutely committed to. Well, I think I start from a position of real humility. I mean, I, I'm really humbled that uh, the commissioner and the team have entrusted me with what really is the custodianship of such a critically important part of the world. So we're thinking about the impact that South Georgia has in terms of the megafauna, which is what everyone tends to think of, the seals and the penguins, but also in so many different ways, South Georgia is important in terms of uh, the atmospheric science, the glaciology, the marine science, the marine biology, and also it is a, a beautiful indicator of what's happening to our planet in relation to climate change. So, uh, like I say, it's a position of real humility to just ask lots of questions, uh, understand the expertise in the team, and they are experts, uh, they're incredibly dedicated people, I'm really, really lucky to have them, and uh, just one foot in front of the other, really. It's very easy to think of a challenge as a bad thing. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, trying to match our ambition with our resources is challenging. And I think part of my responsibility really is to try to direct those limited resources to the priorities which we've set out in Protect, Sustain, Inspire. So we know what's important to us. It's very easy to get uh, distracted because South Georgia is such a, a busy and, and complicated place. Uh, but no, I think, I think it's going to be a good challenge. Now, there's no point coming to a wonderful place in the world like this and then not seeing it. So my plans are to see it as much as possible. I think like everybody I went to see the penguins. It's just being able to experience somewhere that is so remote and has kept such a beautiful identity that makes it really distinct from the rest of the world. Back in 2008, a Falklands Mental Health Group sponsored two members of the Samaritans to come to the islands to offer training to volunteers. From that visit, a listing service was set up. And since then, the Team Tranquil Support Group have worked with Shaw to set up a direct link to the Samaritans for local people. Coming up this Sunday, it's Samaritans Awareness Day, an annual awareness campaign that takes place on the 24th of the 7th to promote listening 24-7. Building up to Sunday, we spoke to Ruth Taylor, one of the founding members of Team Tranquil, to hear what future projects are planned and how we can all become better listeners.
Encouragingly, mental health has possibly never been more in the public conscience than it is now. However, none of us are exempt from experiencing lows or the odd bad day, week, month or even year. That's why mental health services like the Samaritans are so vital, with the UK-based charity promoting an awareness campaign at the end of this month. Every resident in the Falklands has access to the Samaritans listing service, courtesy of work done some years ago by local mental health support group, Team Tranquil. They came and did training sessions with us, um, and it was very intense. It was how to... Um, help people when they've got a question without saying, have you thought of, why didn't you do? That's not the way that you encourage somebody to express what's wrong with them and how they feel they could put it right. So we had a lot of training for two weeks and at, at the end of it all, um, a number of us committed ourselves to, to um, providing this helpline. The original local helpline run by Team Tranquil has developed over time into a direct line to a Samaritans UK branch. These calls are now fully funded by Shaw and by removing the local element of the service, importantly, confidentiality and anonymity is guaranteed to any caller. People that, that they wouldn't sit at home and, and be thinking, oh dear, I'm all on my own, nobody understands. They knew there was going to be somebody on the end of that phone. In more recent years, Team Tranquil have continued to promote mental well-being in the community and their latest projects funds the development of local green space, the OK Corral. A roundabout and a nest swing have already been built, but more improvements are coming soon. We thought, poor mums, they stand up there with the west wind blowing and the rain pouring down and there's nothing for them um, or a family unit when, the, when the, the little ones are playing on, on what's there. So we've decided that we've got planning permission and we're turning that into a proper park. So we're going to landscape it. We've permission to plant trees, which we're starting. On top of the park improvements, outdoor gym trails are also planned to help facilitate outdoor activity. Exercise is an age-old remedy for many struggling mentally. But the Samaritans campaign is also all about encouraging support networks to become better listeners. The worst thing you can say to anybody is pull yourself together. Uh, you wouldn't be in that state if you could pull yourself together. You need someone to understand what that problem is. And what might be a problem for me wouldn't necessarily be for you and vice versa. So there's no, no point in being judgmental at all. You've just got to be there and listen and help where you can or point in the right direction. Making even tiny changes to become a better listener for this month and beyond could be a great way to help loved ones and strangers alike deal with a problem we can all relate to. Moving on to sports and the FIC darts tournament took place last Saturday. And while debutant Ollie got the highest men's checkout, two new champions were crowned. Roy Shepherd defeating his long-standing rival Colin Smith to lift the men's crown. In the ladies, it was to be Chloe Green's day lifting the title for the first time. So how are you feeling right now? You must be feeling ecstatic. Amazing. Cannot believe I've done it. Natalie is an awesome player and how I beat her, I don't know. But no, she's done really well. Anyone out there that's wanted to do it, just come out and do it. All it is is laugh and giggle and anyone can join up and want to play. 
And finally, bargains galore have started an inventive new challenge, with the aim of selling off more of their stock. We spoke to volunteer Heather Norman on how this challenge came about. So, came up with the idea of a charity challenge, whereby you'll pay £5 for your um, goodies that are releasing stock from the um, charity shop or from bargains galore and we'll get those circulating and have lots of fun at the same time. Once people have purchased their materials, they will have three weeks to create the specified items using these materials. Um, I believe, and I have through my teaching career, that anything that is manufactured in life has more than the purpose it was manufactured for. Books can be carved into folded paper mache, lots and lots of things. Um, clothing can re be repurposed, as we saw on the lovely, lovely sewing bee. Um, so, looking around here, there are china and glassware. China, we can mosaic, we can decoupage on. Uh, more and more things. We can use some of the books for decoupage. We can use um, clothing for banners. One of the things for next year, definitely, we'll be making banners for the 40th anniversary so we can celebrate. So yeah, everything can be repurposed. We'll have a challenge that requires um, textiles and the following will, um, the second challenge for that month will be something that's non-textile. So if you can't sew, just come and have a go. The first competition will start on the 27th of July and entrants can submit their pictures through the Facebook page Falkland Islands Charity Shop Challenge. We are very, very grateful for the people who do donate. Please don't stop that, but understand what you donate may be used in a different way that you'd expected. And we're very, very thankful to be able to do that. So keep donating and thanks for your support so far. That's it for this week's News Roundup. If you'd like to subscribe to FITV, you can watch via the KTV broadcast or online through our website, fitv.co.fk. Alongside this News Roundup, we also produce a light-hearted look at the week in our podcast, Meanwhile in the Falklands, which is also available on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Join us next time. Goodbye. <laughs>